If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. I'm Erin Sadler from Sadler Science. And I'm Nicole Van Tassel with iExplore Science. We're here to cut through the confusion to help science teachers like you make science relevant and engaging with student-driven instruction. We know that when students take ownership of their learning, teaching can be simple and fun. Thanks for being here and let's dive into the episode. Hey there, this is Nicole Van Tassel with iExplore Science. And I'm back at you with another episode of the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. So today I want to talk about an idea. Okay, so tools versus fixes is kind of where we're going with this. And I should say even tools, not fixes is where we're going with this. And this episode is more of a like mind sh- mindset shift episode. <laughs> I almost said that wrong. A mindset shift episode. Um, But you know, those, I kind of feel like those are among my favorite because that's when we get to bigger changes in our classroom and in our relationships with students and in our, our effectiveness, in my opinion. But anyway, so I actually drafted out this episode a few weeks ago when I was in like the midst of a roller coaster. Um, Maybe you were feeling it too a few weeks ago. Uh, This was like end of October, early November. So I ended up mm, in the midst of moving into a new position at work. And honestly, I'm not sure if I've announced that yet, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. But the path that got me to this new position was full of honestly, terribly uncomfortable conversations, scary, hard communication, tough choices, ultimately just like trusting in myself, despite what honestly my husband thought, um, despite what I feel like every voice in my head was, was kind of like harping at me. Um, it had both like exciting and disappointing moments. And it was like for real wild. And at some point I will tell the story, but it like spiked the crap out of my anxiety level. I was really struggling. Honestly, I drafted the initial kind of post of this podcast or like drafted the initial text or whatever of this podcast at at like 2.34 a.m. because that was my sleep routine for this like few weeks. I was waking up at like two, from like two to four pretty much every single night. Um, I I was, it was really rough. Um, And if you have anxiety, you're probably along the lines with that. Okay, so um, it was, it was hard. Um, and, and I'm not unfamiliar with 
anxiety. And I've done a lot of um, personal growth. I mean, if you're if you're not familiar, my sister was killed uh, by a drunk driver shortly after my daughter was born in 2015. So I was dealing with like this postpartum kind of anxiety levels, and then that happened, and there was very like the trauma of that. And so I mean, I've been digging into all of the um, all of these things for many years now, and I have learned a lot of tools and and things to help me. You know time outdoors and in nature, taking walks, um, doing meditations, giving myself like that alone time and, and rest, journaling, you know, seeing my counselor. I, I, I know the tools that work for me and yoga, even yoga has not been on my top list lately, but like that is one of the tools that I have, you know, like I know the things that work for me. I was doing all of those things. And in the midst of all of this craziness that happened in like end of October, early November, I felt like none of it was working. Okay, so we're going to take a quick like shift. I, we're going to come back to this, but like, okay, so I also get headaches or migraines pretty regularly. Um, typically they're like triggered by something. Honestly, COVID ever gives me like, uh, I've had COVID a couple times. Um, it gives me like a month long headache. It's really annoying. Uh, but stress, like hormonal weirdness, whatever. I, I get headaches. I get them for a few weeks and then they just stop and I'm pretty good. But like, I, I don't have a lot of preventative options at this point. Um, so I just kind of treat the symptoms. I take my Advil, my Excedrin migraine, and like whatever, um, the stuff that the doctor gave me. And I just wait for it to work its magic. It typically does. It's how those things work. It's my fix, right? It's just like my magic pill, and it takes the headache away until it runs out, and then I have to take another one. But it 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 does its job, right? It's like this magic pill. <laughs> which sounds sad. I'm not pushing drugs, please. But I really was struggling because I felt like all of my tools were supposed to be fixes. They were supposed to just be taking this anxiety away and they weren't working. And I was frustrated and I was like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know why it's not working. So I made an appointment with my counselor and I'm like, I went in and I was like, I'm doing all of these things and it's not working. I'm up every night. I'm like terribly anxious. You know, most of the days were, were okay because I'm busy, but like evening hits, I can't settle down. I'm up in the middle of the night. Um, I'm just like, it was just like, I'm just not feeling good. Right. And she pointed out to me, like, that's not what the tools are there for. And I promise this is coming back to teaching. Um, but she pointed out to me, that's not what the tools are there for. I had been expecting my strategies to just like take those feelings away, to take the anxiety away, the stress, like whatever. Um, But that's not actually their job. They're tools. Their job is to help me get through it, to get through like the day-to-day or like the panic attacks, panic attack. You know, life is a roller coaster and there are these ups and downs, which like logically, of course I knew and personally like I've experienced those. And like sometimes it feels bad and sometimes it feels great and sometimes it's good and it's wonderful and sometimes that is stressful too. That's been another level of like, okay, well now it's really good and it feels very anxiety inducing that it feels good, which is a weird thing, but don't worry about that. Um, But like you can't really do much except just like feel your feelings and like ride with them and the tools are there to help you do that, to help you get through it. But they are not like my migraine medicines that just take the pain away or take the feeling away like that, you know? Okay, so in your classroom, our students have these waves too. We have these waves in our classrooms. 
you know, when it comes to the students, and we're going to talk about like students and, and teachers here, but like when it comes to students, we ask them to puzzle it out. We ask them to fail and fail and try again and explore. And then like eventually they hit their aha. And some of those moments feel icky and hard to them. They're uncomfortable. They are stretching our students. And many of our students are not accustomed to that because they've not been asked to do that in our many of our classrooms, right? And the tools that we have, you know, are safe and welcoming classroom cultures, our kind of growth mindset understandings, like how we can encourage like this is part of the learning, those types of mindsets. Our scaffolds and our supports, our relationships with them, all of those things, these, those things are there to help students get through those feelings of struggle, but they do not just take, they just don't, they don't like magic pill them away. And I think this, my goal here is just to remind us as teachers to be aware that in our student body, like to to recognize that if they're still struggling, if they shut down sometimes, if things don't go well, our tools aren't a cure-all and sometimes they don't like work in that moment, but they still are helping your students move through that process. They are tools, they are not fixes. There are no fixes. Like fixes do not exist in our world. Life has too much uncertainty for anything to work like all of the time. So if we're expecting our tools, if we're expecting relationships and culture, if we're expecting our, the mindsets we're fostering, if we're expecting our scaffolds and our supports, um, our instructional strategies, like the creative ways we're supporting students learning, um, the graphic organizers, like any of those things, if we're expecting them to work all of the time and for every student, we're expecting them to be fixes. We're not considering them as tools. And, you know, one thing this is important that we remember this ourselves. It's also important that we communicate this to our students to help them see that, like, yes, they have the tools here to help them get through it. But sometimes it's still just going to feel hard. Even when you're doing everything right, it's just going to sometimes feel hard. And we just have to feel that and sit with that. And that's not something our society likes to do in any shape or form. We don't like to sit with difficult things. We don't like whether it is personal losses in our own life, whether it is, you know, losses in other people's lives, lives we, we or, um, you know, challenging situations we tend to want to avoid or look away, um, you know, conflict conflict um like communication that involves sort of conflict like it is it's those things are hard and we don't like those things but there's no way to to deal with them without just like being in that moment and so this is a reminder for us to remember that this is a reminder for us to communicate that to our students that just because this tool is not fixing it right now doesn't mean that this tool is not working. It is doing its job of helping us get a little bit further. And so that is something that we can also keep in mind ourselves that like our relationships, our procedures, how we engage our students, these instructional strategies, these tools, they're not going to work 100% all the time. But let's dig into how they may be working in the moment. You know, when we have that rough day or the rough week or the rough quarter or year or whatever it is, 
our tools are still there. Like they didn't fix it, obviously, because you're having a rough time, right? But the tools are still there and they are still doing the job. They're still helping us get through it and taking us to the other side. You know, maybe for our students, they're building some skills. Maybe it's not what we had hoped. You know, it's not the level we had hoped our students would reach, but they're still building some skills. Maybe they're inching our students forward toward their conceptual understanding. Not as far as we wanted, but still forward. And so if we, I guess my point is, I to wrap this up, this can be a short episode, but to wrap this up, if we stop thinking about our tools as like fixes that are just supposed to like snap and make everything better and instead recognize them as tools, we can find the progress, the small wins, the things that we can celebrate. You know, we can recognize and be grateful for where we are now, knowing it's further than where we or maybe like our students have been before. And that attitude can can shift our experience of it. You know, as soon as she pointed out to me, like, it's not supposed to necessarily, like, make it totally go away. It was like, oh, so there's nothing wrong with me right now. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. There's not, you know, this is just what it is. And for whatever reason, like, in accepting a situation, it makes it easier to get through it also, you know? So... I guess I just want to encourage you to keep in mind that like if you are having a challenge in your classroom, if you are pulling out all the stops, using all your tools, and it's still not working, or it doesn't feel like it's fixed the situation, I want to encourage you to think about your tools not as fixes, but as those tools and really dig into like what small ways are those things working. And I want to also encourage you to consider how you know, you, you learn about a new strategy or you hear a new approach. And on one hand, you know, you want it to be the fix. You want it to just change everything. But on the other hand, we're also, I think, skeptical of like, oh, that's not going to work because that's not going to fix everything. But if we think about it instead as a tool, as something that can get us a little bit closer, maybe it opens up our willingness to try something new. Maybe it allows us to see the benefit that it could bring. Um, Maybe it changes how we decide to integrate that idea or decide to consider the idea even. There are no fixes in our classroom. There's no fixes in our lives. There are just tools. And I think if we can move our mindset away from like seeking out the quick fix or like the fix, we can find more enjoyment with the progress we are making and the progress our students are making. And, you know, when we find more of that enjoyment, we bring more of that joy to our students too. And it just creates a better environment for everybody. And it it gives us a sense that we are making progress and it gives us some of that satisfaction and, and so on and so forth. Anyway, this was a kind of shorter little mindset episode. I hope I encourage you to think about something you are doing differently or sorry, like something you are doing in your class or something you're experiencing in your class. I hope you think about a situation maybe differently. Um, and I don't know. I would love to hear if you have some takeaways. Um, thanks for being a listener. Thanks for listening to maybe a little bit more of a rambly episode. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like challenging your thinking. So if you um, have any thoughts or you want to share anything, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, I'll catch you later. Have a great day. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. 
While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.